After watching Interceptor, 2022, a new action-adventure movie which just premiered on Netflix this past week, I couldn't shake the feeling that had this movie been in different hands, and had it been a major theatrical release, it could have been so much better. Instead, this tale of one woman's stand against a band of terrorists, as they try to disarm and destroy the last of the United States interceptor missiles, so that the Russian nuclear warheads they stole could be used to nuke a bunch of cities in the U.S., all in the name of burning a country to the ground which they had lost faith in, so they could build it back up the way they wanted, plays out like a B-movie of old. Everything about it is decent and watchable, but none of it is amazing or first-rate. Then again, even in the right hands, this tale may have been too convoluted to actually work. There's a lot to swallow here. Interceptor tells the story of Captain J.J. Collins, Elsa Pataki, an army officer who has been dealing with the backlash of calling out a superior officer for sexual harassment. As such, she receives threats and vulgar sexual slurs, as well as being assigned to a post in the middle of nowhere, a rig in the middle of the Pacific Ocean housing the U.S. interceptor rockets. J.J. barely has time to unpack her bags when the station is attacked by terrorists. The terrorists, who infiltrated the station by posing as janitors, are led by the dashing Alexander Kessel, Luke Bracey, who in the spirit of movie supervillains everywhere, takes the time to explain to J.J. his plans. They're there to destroy the interceptor missiles, which are the United States' only defense against nuclear attack, and they want to knock out this defense so they can use the Russian nuclear warheads they stole to bomb major cities in the U.S. Everything has gone according to plan, except J.J. was assigned to the base at the last minute, and so they were not prepared for her, and she lets them know that she is more than up to the task of stopping them, even if it means taking them on single-handedly. Kessel is assisted by Army Officer Beaver Baker, Aaron Glenane, a traitorous type who represents the far-right presence in the movie, as he constantly talks about minorities trying to take over the country, and that this is his way of cleansing the nation of these impurities. So as not to alienate one side of the political spectrum, Kessel holds another view, that basically the entire country needs a redo because it's the government and the elites who are ruining it for everybody, and he speaks about racial disparities and how people of color have it so bad and how nobody is doing anything to help. So, he's there to do something. But not if JJ has anything to say about it. Yup, Interceptor is pretty much a die-hard movie, with the Bruce Willis role changed to a female character. It's the same formula, but not as well done. This is no fault of the actors who all do commendable jobs. I really enjoyed Elsa Pataki in the lead role as JJ, who she makes a believable action hero as well as a woman pained by constant attacks because she spoke out against a male superior officer who sexually assaulted her and basically got away with it. Pataki plays Elena in the Fast and the Furious movies. Likewise, Luke Bracey makes for a polished, handsome, and trying to be charming terrorist Alexander Kessel. As I said, he would be right at home in a die-hard movie. The only knock against him is he went to the Dr. Evil School of Villainy and talks too much about his diabolical plans of terror. Aaron Glenane uses a thick southern drawl to be that character you wouldn't want to meet if you were hiking alone in the wilderness. Can anyone say Deliverance, 1972? Actually, he plays Beaver Baker less like a hillbilly and more like a character who might cross paths with the heroes in Supergirl, 2015-21. In fact, I can almost hear Melissa Benoist's Supergirl lecturing him now. The biggest knock against Interceptor is its screenplay by director Matthew Riley and Stuart Beatty. The dialogue is particularly bad throughout, and the plot is definitely convoluted and not all that believable. Since this is an action movie, 
The convoluted part didn't bother me all that much, but the often laughable dialogue was a major distraction. The script tries to cover both sides of the political spectrum in its plot to cleanse the United States, and to this end largely succeeds. Stuart Beatty has written lots of movies. He's worked on the scripts for some of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, and co-wrote 30 Days of Night, 2007, an intense horror movie I really enjoyed. But he also co-wrote the screenplay for G.I. Joe, The Rise of the Cobra, 2009 and I, Frankenstein, 2014, two rather dreadful movies. Matthew Riley's direction is okay. None of the action scenes are all that impressive, and the fight scenes definitely seem slower and less intense than some of the hand-to-hand combat sequences we've seen in other movies of late, action films like Extraction, 2020, and Atomic Blonde, 2017. All of this being said, I have to say I enjoyed watching Interceptor. It held my interest for its 1 hour and 40 minute running time, and while the dialogue could have been better, I bought into JJ's plight and was certainly rooting for her to take down the bad guys in this one. It's an enjoyable ride even if it's not all that believable. So, as long as your expectations aren't too high, you might have fun watching Netflix's latest action adventure. I did. End